Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. And welcome to a new episode of The Vault. And today I have an amazing guest and we're going to break down resilience and what it takes to become an amazing entrepreneur and to know rock bottom and climb up and crush the space. So here with me today is Simon Pilon. He's a 36-year-old French-Canadian who has been traveling full-time worldwide while busy building his multiple six-figure coaching business. He's the CEO of Mass Impact Global with a mission to align coaches with themselves in order to impact the world with their unique abilities. Welcome, Simon. Hi, Sanja. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really, really excited uh, for what's to come and also to uh, have an opportunity to really like give so much value for your audience and also um, maybe inspire some people with uh, my story and also the amazing things that I've learned uh, through resilience and through the challenges that I've faced uh, in this journey so far. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love your story too. We have been chatting, of course. And tell me, tell the people from the vault audience, what was life uh, before you built this amazing coaching business? What was life like before you built everything? Uh, yes. Okay. So basically, um, like you mentioned uh, in the introduction, I'm from French Canada. So born and raised in French Canada, I studied in university, did all these things. And while working in university, going through university and working, I was working in bars and stuff like this. And I got this connection with people. So I spent pretty much 13 years of my life in the bar and restaurant industry um, yeah. up until 2017, where I took the biggest decision of my life and decided to leave it all behind and go explore the world without a plan at the time. So uh, all right. And was there some kind of epiphany or a pivotal point in 2017 that you thought, okay, this happened. It made a major impact in my life. And this is why I'm going to pivot and become an entrepreneur. You know what? Um, after working so many years in the restaurant industry, it's an industry that is very taxing on your energy levels. You work at night, you go to bed late, you do all these things. Yeah. And um, I was 32 years old at the time. And I was like, you know what? There must be something else out there. And also, since I was working those 60-hour weeks all the time, I really wanted to go explore the world. I've never done so before. So um, I decided to, in July 2017, I decided to apply for a Spanish visa. And I told myself, right. if I get approved for a one-year Spanish visa, I'm going to sell my house, quit my job, and move there. Um, wow. It was kind of my vision. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I thought it would take a few months. To my biggest surprise, it took around two, three weeks and I received the visa. And then I had to follow through on my decision that I made. And this um, was about stepping out of my comfort zone, doing all these things. And then therefore, when I got to Europe after this, um, I tried to work in the restaurant industry, but it was impossible. I didn't speak the language. I And they were pay, paying very low salaries uh, for this type of work compared to where there's tips and stuff like this in Canada. So therefore, I got intrigued by the online world, like a lot of people, how to make money online, how to do all these things. And this is where my journey began, even if I knew nothing about it. Mm, yeah. So that's amazing. So did you start right away as a coach? Was that your ambition or did you like discover this, this part of the market and then work your way up to becoming a coach? Um, yeah, at first what I did, I did like most people when they look online and they don't know what they're doing, I started with affiliate marketing. So how to represent someone else's product and make a commission out of it. I was lucky enough to find a company that showed me how to use social media organically without paid ads at the beginning. So therefore I could really, really take this business next level. But I was as green as they come. I did not <laughs> use Facebook. I only had 500 yes. friends on my Facebook and oh my gosh, I was like, yeah. okay, how do we do this? How do we put ourselves out there? And also, I think a big thing when people start their entrepreneurial journey, they're scared of what other people are going to judge them on if they start posting about products, if they start putting quotes or whatever it is on, on their social media. Yeah. Like, oh, are you a guru? What are you doing? Because you're stepping outside of the boundaries of society and you're yeah. doing something that is a little bit challenging for other people that they don't see themselves doing. So therefore, they point at you and they judge you and blame you. So that was kind of the first things that happened with me. Affiliate marketing, uh, and then therefore uh, a lot of unfolding events and experience. Um, and I decided to um, get into coaching uh, naturally. It just became natural because I was already helping so many people like building their affiliate business. Yeah. Like, you hear that story many there. times, right? So the uh, people just, it, it rises, right? So how did you do that? Can you teach me how to do that? Exactly the same. So uh, tell us about the story because I really, really love this story. You had, it was not like a, an easy way up, right? So <laughs> you definitely no. hit rock bottom somewhere, which has been the most, most amazing experience in the end, if you look back. So tell our audience how that looked like the story. Take us on the journey. Okay, guys. Um, so basically that starting affiliate marketing led me to the beginning of 2018. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. And then it took off kind of very well. I was on the beaches in Barcelona, banking some thousand dollar days and stuff like this. And I was like, how is this possible? Um, and then I got a little bit like into the mindset, oh, I'm making good money. Let's travel. So I went to travel all over Europe. Mm -hmm. And then through all this, um, I met other people and they were like, hey, you know what? You're very good at what you do. And it was in a short period of time, right? And around six, seven months. And then they were like, you're very good at people. You're good at sales. Um, how about you represent my product? So I moved from one product to another. Uh, that was another like educational course online. Um, and I partnered up with this guy and he was amazing. Um, and then we did some great, great things until the end of 2018. So therefore I was still in Barcelona. I've been living in the UK a little bit and stuff like this. So I traveled around, had some fun while working online, the dream, right? I was living yeah, the dream. dream. <laughs> I, was I was pinching myself and I was like, this is so good. Um, and one of my dream was always to come to Bali. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bali, Indonesia. I was like, I need to go on the other side of the world and go experience this. So in January, 2019, I decided to book myself a one-way ticket. My business was going well. I had some commissions coming down. Um, 
And I was like, you know what? In Bali, the cost of living is low. So let's move out there and let's experience it to the fullest while working, while creating. It's going to be good for everything, marketing and all these things. So Absolutely. I'm like, yes. Yeah. And so your environment is also very important for your creativity, right? So definitely totally. an amazing, amazing journey. <laughs> totally. And when I got here, the, the biggest thing that happened is that sometimes when you align with other people's product, uh, you're dependent on them, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a big lesson I had to learn right there because this person that I partnered up with owed me a lot of money. And for some reason that I don't want to mention on here, but all his assets were kind of seized. So therefore oh. I was in Bali in January, 2019 with a lot of money that was owed to me <clears throat> mm. and this person couldn't pay me. So I ended up having no business, oh my no partners, no product, and only a Facebook account that I built myself organically that I was, that had a good following. So therefore I ended up giving away the villas, giving away the, the scooters and all the nice things and the nice amenities that I could do. And I moved into an eight uh, people's bunk bed kind of hostel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was from one end to another. And at this moment, I was like, and it's something that when I look back now, and I think a lot of people can look back at it, when you fail at something in the moment, the only thing that you can see is the failure, right? Mm -hmm. You can see, oh my God, what happened? Why you can only I focus on the problem, coming? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at this time, I could only focus on the problem. I was like, what's happening? Uh, I'm on the other side of the world. I don't want to ask help to anyone because it's going to look bad, you know? So my ego was playing a lot in there. Yeah. Um, so I tried to move into this and be like, okay, how can I get myself out of this? So therefore, this is where uh, kind of my resilience started to become something that I tapped into mm -hmm. because I decided to pursue a project that I would have never done before, but mm -hmm. I was so against the wall that I had no choice to put myself back on track. So I decided to reach out to a friend of mine that I knew from my connections online that was doing network marketing. I always told myself, I'll never get into this because that's not for me. And I respect everyone that is doing it. But for me, it's something I didn't, I was not interested, but I was such against, so much against the wall that I decided to put my ego, my pride aside and be like, you know what? Let's do what's needed here because you're actually living on $10 a week. So yeah, therefore, after losing most of the money and everything that was on to me, I had to move and forget about the villas, forget about these things and move into an eight-person hostel. You know, bunk beds, uh, one on top of another, no privacy. No Just like in the time. army. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it was a big shot to my ego. It was a big shot to, um, you know, my my person, because I, I never had to go into a situation like this. I was coming from abundance, from all these things. And now I transferred everything and was in this situation. And this is when my resilience really started to kick in, because at this time I was living on $10 a week. Mm -hmm. um, so that experience was a little bit, you know what, I'm grateful that I lived through this uh, because it made me realize how much uh, power I had within, because after this, what I decided to do is put my ego away, put all the things that I was believing in and really go with what can I do right now to get myself out of that situation as quick as possible. So therefore, um, I decided to reach out to one of my connections that I had on Facebook that I knew was a successful network marketer. And even if it was, it's not something I ever intended to do, I had no choice at the time. I didn't have money to invest into another program or another coaching or anything. So I took the easy way in and I joined this amazing but amazing company with this guy. And for 82 days straight, I was waking up at five in the morning, meditating to recenter myself and try to ground myself 
while not trying to think too far ahead and focusing on the moment and now, because that's one thing as an entrepreneur, sometimes we tend to really put ourselves ahead of where we should be. And it creates that huge gap, right? It creates that huge kind of um, negative energy that when um, you're like, hey, I wish I was there. So therefore, every day, the work that you do is not as intentional and everything as if you were like, hey, you know what? I know I'm going to get there and I believe with all my heart and all my soul that I'm going to get there. But today, this is what needs to be done. So therefore, I started working like this for 82 days while drinking black coffee, living on rice and all these things. Oh my gosh, Lost yes. a lot of weight. <laughs> um, so it was 12-hour days and I was able in the in around three months, uh, 82 days, to win some awards in that company because you get some ranks and you do all these things. And they flew me back to the UK. Okay. So from being in a hostel in three months yeah. <laughs> to uh, winning awards, winning a cruise, in New York to the Bermuda, uh, all paid for. So from living in this situation that I could never imagine what happened to, okay, I created something because of my skills and my abilities. And I decided to focus on the present moment and I made it happen for myself. And this was a big, big, big lesson because without resilience, a lot of people would have probably give up, would have probably um, just throw the towel and be like, okay, what's happening here? I'm just going to let things happen. I'm a victim of life. I'm a victim of all these things. But I knew at that point that all my choices led me to that day, right? Yeah, like absolutely. So, so what would you get? What would your best advice be when it comes to building resilience and how to build sustainable resilience? Right. Exactly. Um, the best advice I could give, and it's very, very simple for everyone, that, all, all the listeners out here, is you need to completely trust yourself. Okay, it seems super simple when you say it like this, but resilience muscle, it's like everything. It's repetition. And the more you're going to trust yourself in your abilities, the more that resilience is going to kick in and you're going to be able to overcome every failure, every challenges, every walls that are coming in your way, because you know deep down that no matter what, you're going to find a solution instead of focusing on the problem, right? So by trusting yourself internally and making sure that your outcome is clear. Mm-hmm. But you are aware that all these hurdles are going to come and it's to it's to really take them and be grateful for them because they will make you the person that you really want to be. Because if it was easy, everyone would be doing it and it would not be as fun as challenging. And you could never celebrate those moments after. Exactly. Like, then it's like empty success. Right. So <laughs> exactly. I always say. I always say it's very good to have the resilience, but always enjoy the journey when it comes to success, right? So resilience definitely is on my list, emotional resilience, and it's very, very important. So what do you feel that the one thing, if if someone took one thing away from you that you do with yourself or in your business, uh, that will seriously be a jeopardy to your business? So Let's say I take meditation away. Would that be seriously a jeopardy for your business or what what other thing? Okay, but that's a good point. Meditation, I think not a lot of people like take it to where it should be. So that's one thing that it would change everything for me because I do it two to three times a day. Okay, visualization mm-hmm. and all these things. Um, but an, another thing during that time and what my business is built on, if you take it away, I think no one could really get any success. And it's authenticity, okay? It's one of the four pillars of my brand. 
that I built with the Mass Impact Global, the A in mass stands for authenticity. Um, and I think the more you are authentic within yourself and within the message that you put out there, the more you give the chance for other people to do so as well. And this is where you create the best human bonds. And this is where you create the best possible business relationships as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's very important. The relationships are are everything. <laughs> so can you tell me what your best decision was when you uh, uh, regarding to your business or the best decision you made for your business? It doesn't have to be this business. It can be any business. What is the best business decision you have made? The best decision I could suggest to people to make is to always follow your gut and always follow your heart. Don't listen to anyone else that is trying to stop you. And this is your unique gift because it all starts with you. The only reason I'm here today, it's not because of everyone that like told me that I'm good or that told me that I'm not good. It's because I followed my heart through this whole journey through good times, through hard times, I followed my passion, I followed my heart. So the biggest decision when you start in business or as an entrepreneur is to always follow that feeling. And just to add on top of this, after you follow your heart and your guts is to be a powerful decision maker. Absolutely. <laughs> high five for that, virtual high five. <laughs> so uh, can you tell me, you have written a book, right? Yes, so a small book. Yeah, it's a, it's a small ebook where, where you talk about the five mistakes a, a coach can make, right? When he starts a, a business. So could you tell him a little bit more about that? What are some of the mistakes the coaches are making? Uh, yes, <clears throat> I wrote this book um, with the intention because I think we all, everyone talks about like the good things all the time. And I'm like, you know what, if I pinpoint the mistakes, maybe it's going to make people avoid them. And I think one of the biggest mistakes, and I talked, I briefly about it in this conversation so far is that they tend to compare themselves mm -hmm. right they tend to always compare themselves and with my clients with myself on a, within my journey we're all humans and we're all competitive we all compare ourselves but but that comparison syndrome in a way will really detriment every step that you take in your business because you can't judge your journey based on someone else let's say you're at page one <clears throat> they're at page 20 they did all those those steps before you. So by comparing yourself to someone that is a different level, it mm -hmm. will only bring some negative impact and outcome in your business and within yourself. What I like to switch it to, uh, that's a big part of it, is to use this as an energy to fuel yourself, to know that if someone has accomplished it, therefore, why can't you, right? Yeah, then it's why possible. <laughs> Then it's possible. Yeah. So uh, any other mistake that is very important that stands out out of that five? Yes. People always try to take shortcuts when it comes to coaching. Um, they try to find the quickest way to make money, the quickest way to get followers, the quickest way to do all these things. And to be honest, there's no quick way. Okay. The second you see this everywhere, run away from these kind of things. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> because the more you're going to try to cut corners, the more you're going to end up in the same corner. Yeah. Right? So there is a lot of ma uh, mass marketing, right? Uh, telling coaches and aspiring coaches that you can make so much money within five days from scratch. Yeah. And it's just like, 
it's 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 really a journey it's it's your personal growth uh your coaching skills sharpening your coaching skills getting the results getting the audience doing the right messaging marketing there is a lot of things going on right so um niching down that's also very important so could you tell people what 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 they should do then so we talked about okay these are the mistakes don't believe everything you hear. And a lot of people are authorities, uh, big authorities who have been in the business 10, 15, 20, 40 years. But when it comes to someone that either started their coaching business or just got stuck on some income level when it comes to their coaching business, what are the th- two things they should do first in order for them to get unstuck or just start? Okay, so therefore, um, we'll start with the people that are just starting, and then we're going to lead into like if you're stuck afterwards. Perfect. Okay? It's, it's going to make it a little <laughs> more uh, easier to answer. Um, so when uh, people are just starting their business, the thing is that the internet is throwing so much information at you. Okay. So when it comes to finding the right coach, when it comes to finding the right program, when it comes to doing all these things, I always tell everyone, even if they want to join me or anyone else, I tell them, make sure that the person you talk to is not selling you a monetary value, but a transformation that you can go on a journey with them, right? First thing. Second thing, look if your own core values align with their own core values. So therefore, ask the right questions when you're on a coaching, like a sales call or whatever it is with a coach. Ask them, what do you thrive? What are your beliefs? What are your core values? And what do you represent as a coach, right? Because I think sometimes it's missed because we get fluffed into like, oh, we'll get you that money. And then you start dreaming and you make a decision and it's the wrong decision because there's some people, unfortunately, it's not everyone yeah. that's on it. There's yeah. some people that's there for your money and not for your journey, right? So therefore, these are kind of the two things I would look into. So the core value of the person um, and also um, their vision and all these things is super, super important. I think when you pick a new coach and also to kind of put a little bit of tunnel vision on all these shiny objects about like this money thing and like that is very, very narrowed down to like almost impossible. If you see something like this, it's a red flag. Like you mentioned the five day. Thing. Yeah. It's a, it's <laughs> I, a red flag. To, I interviewed this amazing also and uh, she was she's in network marketing and she's actually making nine figures. So she killed it. She's just like on, on top of that industry. And we were talking about having fun about making a million in seven days, making <laughs> 7 million in five minutes. And it's just like, it, it's not trustworthy, right? So definitely it's it's a relationship between a coach and or a mentor. It doesn't matter. A coach and a mentor are also two different things. So yes. um, to to have that relationship and to know that you may be on a bigger journey with them, right? I, I I don't step in with a coach if I don't feel that there is a bigger journey possible, right? So then I will take a mentor or something like for short. <laughs> so what would you say when you look back, at you learned so much during your life and especially with uh, business because in business, you learn a lot about yourself too. So if you look back at your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? Oh what advice God. would you give him? <laughs> I was a different person, but I, I wish I could talk to that a younger version of me. I would tell him to stop being a people pleaser and to start believing in himself and putting his own ideas in the world instead of doing what's right based on society and what's right based on what other people are telling you you're good at. Yeah, absolutely. This is That's what I would amazing. tell him. <laughs> because 
this is what I've done most of my teen, my late teens and like my 20s. I just took what was easy and what people took me and told, told me I was good at. Yes, I was good at it, but it was not fueling my inner genius. It was not fueling my inner persona that really wanted to help and like do all these things. But I was that people pleaser. So yeah, yeah but I, I think a lot of people just look out for that acceptance and that like uh, being conform and there is a lot of uh, unconscious or unconscious programming going on. So people get distracted by social media, get distracted by what everybody else is saying and not really connecting to who they are, why they're here, what makes them fulfilled and truly successful. So that, that's a very, very good point. Love that. Yeah. What would you say that you are seeing in the market right now when it comes to the coaching market? What should coaches look out for? What, what are the trends? Yes, there is some shifts happening in the market, especially for coaches right now. I think uh, something that I'm witnessing, let's talk like beginning of the pandemic, pre-pandemic a little bit and up to now. I think the pandemic with the rise of people being at home, Zoom, all these things, I think the virtual events became really, really, really popular. Mm -hmm. um, it was a great time to get into it. Um, it was a great time to do challenges, workshops, masterclass, webinars and stuff like this because it was new, it was fresh. People were like, yes, I need this. Um, so one thing I would say about one of the trends is that this trend is still good, but it's like there's too many people doing it right now. So therefore it lost that uniqueness. Mm -hmm. So when you try to get into the coaching and make challenges and stuff like this, just be aware that the potential clients you're trying to get on that challenges, they've seen probably five or 10 before they jumped on yours. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's how you can really differentiate yourself with that challenge instead of doing something that's been repeated day in day out and after that wondering why you didn't close anyone mm. or you didn't bring anyone in your coaching i think this is a big thing right now that's happening in the coaching industry um it's getting saturated a bit with the challenges yeah uh, and like webinars and stuff like this but it's still a really good way to gain momentum it's still a really good way to get that trust factor with your potential clients and stuff like this and to show them who you are with your energy on the yeah. live setting. Uh, but I think it's one of the trends that I, I would start to look at what's next. And this is what I'm asking myself all the time. What is the next step after this? And as of now, I'll be honest with you, I can't pinpoint it yet, but I know I'm actively searching. That's the most important thing, <laughs> like following, right? Following what's happening. And, you know, the market is, is, is a little bit distorted, right? It's a little bit all over the place. People are not buying the BS anymore, right? They're not believing anything they see anymore. So it's very important to see how, how to deliver, the, keep on delivering the value that people walk out with value and results, right? And feeling like sh I should do this because when I step into this and be excited, right? So you said also when, when and, and I've experienced this, when someone steps in with you and they make a quick decision and it's beautiful marketing and sales talk, and then they end up regretting their decision, not doing their work, right? Because there was no relationship. There was no trust. There was no, hell yes, I'm going to do this because I'm so excited. And I believe in the result that I've, uh, I've been presented, right? So tell me, what is the one thing that people don't know about you? Oh, wow. I told you guys to be authentic. So I'm going to be very vulnerable here and I'm not ashamed to share it. During those 13 years of restaurant industry, I was an alcoholic. I was drinking all the time, abusing the good stuff. And it was one of the reasons I wanted to get out of this, right? And I don't think a lot of people can say it out loud. Um, 
because they fear of being judged. But for me, it's something that I've accepted. I dealt with lots of it was fun, of course, uh, but it's something that a lot of people are ashamed of. And for me, it's part of my reality and it's shaped the person I am today. But I'm so grateful I was able to step out of this and really step out into my power to really mm. share it with the world uh, while not being influenced like this. Oh, amazing. That's amazing because, uh, you know, people relate. Other people have problems, too. And I love that you have been vulnerable because a lot of people during the lockdowns and the pandemic and the changes might might have stepped into that or had uh, maybe uh, got into a problem with it and just to see that there is an, another amazing way even growing during a pandemic right <laughs> and scaling during a pandemic so just to see the both sides that it's uh, that's that's possible and you should always choose yourself so let me uh, let people know where they can find you Basically, my whole business right now, um, it's at the infancy stage, my new project that I mentioned to you about, uh, the Mass Impact, Impact Global. It's something I just started about a month ago. So mm. it's going to be big. It's going to be great. Um, and I have a big vision for it. Um, so far, the best way to find my find me is probably just on Facebook, right? This is where I, I live. This is where I breathe. I'm also on Instagram, but I don't really use it that much so far because I truly believe that... Once you start spreading yourself too thin, especially while being a solopreneur and not having teams and stuff like this, mm -hmm. therefore you'll get 5% of all the platforms and instead of focusing on one, getting it to where it should be and then moving on. That's one of my beliefs and it's served me well so far. So just my name, Simon Pilon on Facebook, they can find me there. And also um, I have a free Facebook group where I share some value and valuable stuff for coaches starting, people that want to scale past five figures to six and so on. Um, so I have my, my Facebook group that's called Mass Impact Coaches as well so this is where people could really find me if they want to really get in touch with me until my website is finished soon so. <laughs> that's amazing that's yeah. amazing and it's already a, a a great community right so there is already a lot of value given so definitely take a look guys and then i have one last question for you so imagine there happens a disaster right and all the books the ebooks every every book from the world is disappeared vanished and there is only one book left and that's the book of your life what would the title be of that book and why oh that's a really good question i like it i like when <laughs> questions are thought-provoking and they, they make me think i like it if it would be one book with the title of my life or just a book of your life and a title maybe a meaning or something you want to help okay. people with um, i think the book of my life would be um an unforgettable journey of service and authenticity. Wow, that sounds amazing, Simon. <laughs> you should write that. <laughs> now that I said it, I'm like, maybe I should do this. <laughs> sounds thank great. You. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this uh, episode if you loved it. Leave us a comment. And I am looking forward to see you next week in the vault where we will level up again. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. 
This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general, the one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper, and see you next week to level up again.